and we're clothing ourselves with the presence of God. We are putting on His grace and mercy as we say, Go before me today, Lord. We're making sure that we're covered by the blood of Jesus. We're making sure that we're in tune with the Holy Spirit. When we pray in the morning, we are making sure that we are dressed with a mind that is fixed on Christ. We are lacing ourselves up with divine strength so that regardless of what we may face that day, we have already gone to the source. We have already gone to the Almighty God who has given us enough strength and power needed for that day. When we pray in the morning, we are wrapping ourselves up in the loving arms of Jesus Christ. We're making sure that we are concealed from the enemy. Jesus himself, while here on earth, led by example as he prayed in the morning. The Bible says in Mark chapter 1 verse 35, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Are you following his example? Psalm chapter 90 verse 14 says, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Are you seeking God's unfailing love to satisfy you each and every morning? Because it's only once you experience His love that you can sing for joy and be glad all your days. Psalm chapter 5 verse 3 says in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. Can the same be said of you? In the morning does the Lord hear your voice? Are you praising him? Are you thanking him? I encourage you to start the day with prayer and praise on your lips. Rise up in the morning with the name above all names at the center of your heart. Let the name of Jesus Christ be the first name out of your mouth. So as you listen to these prayers, may they help you and inspire you to get into a routine, to get into a habit where you seek the face of the Lord first each and every morning. I would like to encourage you to praise God in advance. Whatever it is that you're praying for, thank the Lord for the miracle in advance. Praise the Lord for the breakthrough in advance. Give Him glory and honor for making a way even though what's right in front of you says otherwise. And here's the thing. When you praise the Lord in advance, 
taking the focus away from the problem, away from the pain, away from the heartache, and you're placing that focus on Jesus Christ. That's the power of praising him in advance. You're saying to that problem, you're not big enough to make me stop praising the Lord. Sure, you're causing me some discomfort. Yes, I don't like this situation I'm in. And yes, this pain might be great, but Jesus Christ is still bigger than all of that. When you praise God in advance, you're acknowledging him to be bigger than the problems the supervisor at work is giving you. When you praise God in advance, you're saying, Lord, my car might be giving me trouble. My best friend might have betrayed me. And on top of all of that, I have some bills which I don't know how I'm going to pay. But you're still bigger than all of that. There is power in praising God in advance. A gospel singer by the name of Jacqueline Carr has a song called, You're Bigger. And in the song she says, you're bigger than any marital problem. You're bigger than any broken home. You're bigger than our mistakes. The stripes on your back makes you bigger. Your blood makes you bigger. Your love makes you bigger. You overcame death and that makes you bigger. Saints of God, we need to praise God whether or not we have what we want. We need to praise him for his wonderful sacrifice. He so loved each and every one of us that he gave his begotten son so that whoever believed in him would not perish but have eternal life. So I encourage you to take a stand today. Whatever you're facing is not bigger than Jesus Christ. Whatever you're going through can't be bigger than the Lord because he is almighty, the all-powerful one. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas didn't see the prison they were in. They didn't focus on the guards, the chains, or the fact that they were uncomfortable. They focused on God. Acts 16 verse 25 and 26 says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Now let us pray that as we praise and thank God in advance, each of us will also experience a suddenly movement in our situation when things will turn around. Dear God Almighty, Ruler of all the universe, Creator of all, you are divine in all your ways. I join the choir in heaven who sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Your word in Revelation 5 verse 12 says, In a loud voice they were saying, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength 
and honor and glory and praise. My heart cries out today in praise and adoration. I pray for every person under the sound of my voice and in agreement we say, thank you Jesus for healing. Because of your stripes, we are healed. We are made whole in our bodies, in our emotions. Thank you in advance, Lord, for that breakthrough, for opening that door of opportunity. Thank you for pouring out your most wonderful and divine blessings for the windows of heaven. I praise you in advance that my cup runneth over, filling with favor and blessings from above. You are God Almighty, and I praise you in advance for restoring my marriage. I praise you in advance for rebuilding broken relationships, for mending broken homes, for putting broken hearts back together in each and every person listening. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12 says, The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season, and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. I praise you and thank you for this promise. I open my heart to receive. I thank you for blessing the work of my hands. Thank you for making me a lender to many nations and not a borrower. You are a God who is bigger than what my eyes can see on this earth. My eyes may see things that make me feel upset or discouraged, but my faith sees a God who can lift me up from the pit of despair and place me on a high and steady ground. You, Jesus, are bigger than financial problems. You're bigger than debt even. You're bigger than money and the riches of silver and gold on this earth. My natural eyes may see the lack, but the faith sees the provider. My natural eyes may see the disease, but my faith sees the healer. My natural eyes may see the danger, but my faith sees my protector, who is Jesus Christ. I praise you today, Lord, because the Bible says you are a God who is able to do exceedingly above all things that we would ever ask or think. You are worthy to be praised, Lord. And even whilst I stand in faith, expecting, believing and hoping in you to work miracles in my life, I would still like to praise you for just being filled with love and mercy. Your grace is amazing. You are indeed an awesome wonder. Psalms 150 verse two says, praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. I praise you for your greatness, King Jesus. I pray that you will forever be the affection of my heart. May you be the center focus of all of my desires. I will bless the Lord with all my soul and I will forget not all his benefits because he has forgiven all of my iniquity. He has healed all my diseases. I will praise you because you, Jesus, have redeemed my life from the pit 
and you have taken me from such a dark place and crowned me with your steadfast love and mercy. You are worth all of our thanks and worship because you, Lord, have made us a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Thank you for calling us out of the darkness and into your marvelous light. Father, I am strengthened by your peace and refueled by your joy. And above all, I stand in faith and anticipation for a mighty move of your hand over my life. Amen. The Apostle Paul, in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 to 17, wrote the following, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considers me trustworthy, appointing me to his service, even though I was once a blasphemer, and a persecutor, and a violent man. I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King Eternal, Immortal, Invisible, the only God, be honour and glory for ever and ever. Amen. I believe that we can all pray and claim this passage of Scripture, even today in our own personal lives. Consider the points that Paul just covered. He is thankful to the Lord Jesus, who he acknowledges as his source of strength. And that's something that you and I can acknowledge too. God is the source of our strength. Paul is grateful that the Lord considered him trustworthy and appointed him to his service. Now when it comes to us, the fact that we are here today, the fact that we are still breathing, means that God still has a purpose for our lives. We still have a duty to accomplish as servants of the Most High who are here on earth. And in verse 13, Paul begins to reflect on his sinful past. He was a blasphemer, a persecutor, violent. He acted in ignorance and unbelief, but he was still shown mercy. In fact, 
twice in verse 15 and 16, Paul refers to himself as the worst of sinners. And even as the worst of sinners, mercy was still extended to him. I believe this is the same for us too. Regardless of the sins you have committed, Jesus Christ has and is and he will show you mercy if you repent. Now finally, if you pay attention to verse 14, this is what we should really hold on to. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. This is our reason to be joyful. This is our reason to be full of hope. God has poured out abundantly grace, faith and his love on us. Now let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for pouring out your amazing grace and your amazing love over my life, over my family, even though I do not deserve it, even though we cannot repay you. You have still, in your mercy, loved me unconditionally. I pray that you will hold me in your loving arms today. Protect my family and my loved ones. Guide each and every step that I take. Lead me in all my ways. I pray that I would walk by faith and not by sight. I pray that I may always walk under your protection, in your wisdom and in line with your word. There is no guarantee that I will live a life free of trials and tribulation. But I thank you that I do have the guarantee that my help comes from the Lord. And I trust and believe that you will deliver me each and every time that I call on your name. I invite you, Lord, to be close to me as I draw closer to you. You are the giver of all good things and I thank you because you have given me joy unspeakable. You have given me unmerited favour. You have given me victory over the devil. You give me the strength to overcome each and every challenge that I may face. With your grace and favour, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I thank you and I praise you for being an almighty keeper and a wonderful provider. I pray that my reality will be your goodness, your favour, your love and your peace. I trade in my sorrow and weakness for strength and joy in you, Lord. 
take away the voids that are in my life, the feelings of emptiness and make me whole. May I be satisfied by the treasure that is in your word. I pray for peace that passes all understanding and I declare that that peace is mine in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I may not see all of the attacks from the devil, but I know that you have defended me time and time again. And for that I am grateful. I am grateful for the fact that I am safe. My family is protected. I have breath in my body. I have strength in my bones. Because of you I am healthy and I live this life with joy inside me. This is evidence that your hand is upon my life, evidence of your mercy in my life, evidence that you are a God who has stood by me as my strength, as my shield, as my defender and deliverer. Give me courage and boldness in my faith, God. I pray that you would remove every doubt, every seed of unbelief or fear. I praise you for my family and loved ones. I ask that you will continue to bless us in everything that we seek and everything that we do. I speak victory over all challenges over all obstacles that I may face today. I claim renewed strength as I wait on you, Lord. Your word is truth and there is power in your word. May the Holy Spirit constantly urge me and convict me to always study and meditate on your word that is living and powerful. I thank you and I praise you for your many promises, promises that provide me with a sense of security, promises that provide me with hope. May you continue to pour out your blessings upon my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ I pray, Amen. In John chapter 6, we're told the story of Jesus feeding a multitude with only five loaves and two fish. And within this story, there is an important lesson for you and I. John chapter 6, verse 8 to 11 says, Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed to those who were seated 
as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Verse 11 says, Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks. He gave thanks to God the Father. I believe we are to follow this example set by our Lord and Saviour. We are to follow the example of simply stopping whatever it is we are doing. Stop enjoying the blessings that God has given you just for a moment. Stop working just for a moment. Stop whatever it is that is keeping you so busy and simply say, thank you Lord. Thank you for all that you have done, for all that you are doing and that which you are yet to do. I encourage you to say a prayer of thanks to the Lord. In the middle of such an amazing miracle, five loaves and two fish suddenly becoming enough to feed a multitude, Jesus still had the presence of mind. He still had a heart that was so keen on God that he said, I cannot enjoy this miracle without first thanking God. We too should have the presence of mind not to just enjoy the blessings God has given us, but to stop and praise him. Thank him for being good, for being faithful. And so with that understanding, now let us pray. Father, I come before you today with a heart full of thanks. Psalm chapter 7 verse 17 says, I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. I want to thank you and give praises to your name today. Thank you that I am alive and well. I thank you for blessing me and allowing me to see another day, to live and rejoice another day. I thank you that I am fit and healthy. I thank you for blessing me with a family that surrounds me. As I bow my head before you this morning, and seek to come into your presence, I ask for your mercy and for your blood to wash me clean. As I begin my day, I pray that you will keep me safe. I ask that you protect me against the evil one. May you please surround me with a hedge of protection. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 3 says, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. I believe, Lord, that you are indeed faithful, and your word is true. I do believe that you will strengthen me. I do believe that you will protect me and my family from the evil one. Father, in this world that we live in, we are surrounded by so many earthly things. 
things that fight for our attention and things that distract us. We're exposed to all sorts of things through television and the internet. But I pray today, Lord, that you will help us to guard our hearts, our eyes and ears from these ungodly things. Help us to remain vigilant so that we may not be left vulnerable to sin. Give us strength, Father, the grace to remain strong in faith, looking unto you, the author and finisher of our faith. I pray that you will surround us, Lord, with your strength and might. May you shelter us and hide us under the shadow of your wings. Protect our minds, Lord, from the darkness of this world. Protect our hearts from the evil one's snares. Strengthen us from the temptation of the world. Give us the boldness to resist the devil so that he might flee from us. Lord, your word says in Isaiah 41 verse 10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I declare that I will not live in fear. I declare that the works of the enemy will not prevail in my life. I declare that my family and children are covered by the blood of Jesus and nothing by any means will harm them. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for strengthening us and upholding us with your righteous right hand. May your Holy Spirit continue to guide us and may your angels walk with us wherever we go. May you strengthen us, Lord, with the power of your might. Dress us with your armour so that we can stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Thank you for your word, your word that tells us in Ephesians 6 to know that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against powers, against the world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. As much as I am aware of the opposition that I will come up against as a believer, I also know the power that I have access to when I call on the name of the Lord, the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. Psalm chapter 5 verse 11 says, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. I rejoice and put my trust in you, Lord, because I know that you will protect me. I refuse to let fear control me, for I am covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, I thank you 
and I believe that you are my keeper, you are my good shepherd, and you are the Prince of Peace in my life. I speak the peace of the Lord upon my life. I speak peace upon my family, upon my children and loved ones. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 16 says, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. The Lord be with all of you. I believe that you are a God that has heard and answered my prayer. Thank you for listening, Lord Jesus. Amen. showing Wednesday's all-out assault on the Capitol. Officers in riot gear trying to hold up attackers. A D.C. police officer with blood on his teeth. Screaming as he's crushed between the mob, a door, and riot shields. That officer injured but survived. And more scenes from this video shot inside the Capitol. An officer trying to protect the speaker's lobby. There's a gun! There's a gun! Points his gun at attackers trying to break through, then fires. QAnon and Trump supporter Ashley Babbitt falls to the ground, fatally wounded. Tonight, news of even more arrests. Adam Johnson photographed carting away Speaker Pelosi's lectern, arrested by U.S. Marshals in Florida. Jake Angeli, the QAnon activist with horns and body paint, arrested in Phoenix. Former Republican Hawaiian State House candidate and Proud Boys leader Nick Oakes. 41-year-old Doug Jensen arrested in Des Moines, seen chasing a lone Capitol police officer up the stairs. West Virginia lawmaker Derek Evans live-streamed his participation. Arrested at his grandmother's home. He's a fine man. And thank you, Mr. Trump, for inviting a ride at the White House. Today, Evans resigned. Richard Barnett photographed in Speaker Pelosi's office, arrested in Arkansas. Many rioters were seen wearing anti-Semitic and neo-Nazi apparel, including this man with a Camp Auschwitz t-shirt. Veteran counterterrorism agents are very concerned that many rioters demonstrate a police or military tactical expertise, wearing helmets and body armor, some carrying zip ties, often used as handcuffs. Perhaps there were plans to kidnap and hold hostage and or hold for some kind of trial members of Congress that disagreed with their position. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Larry Rendell Brock of Texas, an Air Force Academy oh grad, photographed with zip ties, tactical Whoa. gear, and white supremacist patches on the Senate floor. Whoa. He confirmed his identity to the New Yorker magazine, saying the president asked for his supporters to be there to attend. Today, fired by his employer. Meanwhile, police departments are investigating their own officers who were in D.C. on Wednesday. Former FBI counterterrorism director Frank Fagluzzi. I'd like to be able to say that we have neutralized this threat and brought it to a halt, but the reality is no, y'all have this it. threat will continue. Yes, it will. We merely pressed the pause button on this.
And yes. Tom joins us now from Capitol Hill. Tom, remind our viewers what charges these rioters are Um, people, you know what? I'm sorry, y'all. These white folks out here with this political agenda, don't act like they're so shocked. Y'all allowed this to happen since last year. Y'all didn't stop them when it was out there, when they was protesting for the Black Lives Matter. Y'all seen what they was doing. Okay? So, now they act like it's a shock that they overran the Capitol. Now we're going to do some arrests. They should have stopped that bull crap last year and, and shut it down. But, but because of the, the white agenda, the white supremacies that's in this America, this race issue of authority and power, they let it go on. All right? They let it go on. So, that gave them that right. Y'all, they gave them. I ain't going to say y'all because half the people that's listening to my broadcast, unless this is Washington, D.C., FBI, and CIA, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about, too. You guys out there, the FBI, the, Antifa, uh, the, the ATF, the DEA, you guys, the military, the police, the captains, the chief. Y'all allow this to happen. So if anything, not just the president, but you guys, it's at y'all fault. Why? Because y'all allow it to happen. You should have shut it down last year. But y'all gave them green light to be able to walk around. That's why they did what they did. Because they felt that it was approved. Y'all didn't stop them. Y'all didn't get on the news and say, okay, we need all you guys that are not officially certified. Okay, yeah, you can bear arms for your own safety on your own property, but not walking down the street with AK-47 like the young man. He going to leave from one state to come to another state to say to protect the building and shot two awesome, look like two handsome young um, Caucasian men. Maybe they was mixed or whatever, but they was out there protesting for justice for the murder of policemen killing black folks. Okay? But in return, in return, have mercy, in return, they arrested him, but guess what? They had a whole GoFund. Even the guy who did the pillows, the, the my pillow man, uh, many Christians, many evangelicals, then gave money to this man on his GoFund for his legal fees and to get him out because he was just he was just a patriot citizen that's that's standing up to protect to protect our monuments and protect our building. That's what y'all said. That's why y'all let them do what they did. So now because. You guys out there in hierarchy, yes, I'm talking to you guys out there, my listening audience, that's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the hierarchy, the political agendas that are going on with the president. Y'all allow him to do what he did. Don't be so shocked. Why are you going to try to impeach the man? He's going to be gone in two weeks. So, I mean, yeah, another two weeks. So, I mean... And at the one of his interviews, at the end of it, he said, yeah, it may be the end of this, but it's just the beginning for us. Whoa. So what that's supposed to mean? That sounds like something off a of Batman movie. When the man was in the stadium, when after he did all what he had to do, and they thought they killed him off, and he just started laughing. He said, yeah, to you, you may think it's the end, but it's just the beginning. And later on, bombs went off. 
You don't know what this man is doing behind her, right? Because he is so feed off of power. He need that power. He need that 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 um that 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 um the influence from his his supporters. And I I, I hope the supporters really feel like, well, what happened here? I want to see if he's gonna part now. Is he gonna raise money to get them the natural, the 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 most common folks, because in our reality, Trump just want a fan base. He really don't care about you. It's all about him. You see, and it shows that he don't care about the people because he have not. Um, first of all, he hasn't conceded, which he said he's not, and he just said it that he's not going to the inauguration. Right there, right there, and that he's still telling his supporters. I am not behind this. Okay? He read that little letter in a wee-wee hours of the night. Yeah, because he already knew he was in big trouble. They got people dying. They got people, good people. Listen to what they say. One of them was a former F, a former lieutenant of the military. Someone else was a councilman going in there. And what the man said, he said, yeah, Trump asked us to go and support and stand. That's what we're doing. Whoa. But they shocked. Oh, we so shocked. Why? Why? If I'm wrong, you guys, send me a message and let me know I'm wrong. Talk to me. Talk to me, you guys. Talk to me. Send me a message. Send me an email. We'll discuss it. BoomFactorTV at gmail.com. Uh, those that are on Anchor Platform, uh, you can hit the little message thing, even on Spotify or whatever. Send me a message and see if I'm wrong or not. If you want to share what you want to share, come on, let's have a debate on this. There's not really even a debate, a discussion. We already know what's happening. That man, I'm, I'm laughing to the point on their side because everything was Trump, 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 and the people lying and the Democrats and the Republicans. You know what? I don't even understand the two parties, okay? But I do understand the two parties from doing my own history. They had one party, but the black nation created the Republican Party, all right? And because of the influence and the momentum that the, the black folks did back in the day in 1900s, all right, what they did, they went and ransacked them again, okay? And they had an infiltrator, a white person, that won a race in one of those um, colonies. At that time, they was calling the colonies before they called the states. All right. And he was a Republican. And so now they convinced all the other ones so they can flip. Okay. So that's how I'm learning how they wind up with two parties, the Democrats and the Republicans. Because first, all the white folks were Democrats. If y'all go back and do your history. All right. And as they get, you know, they always want to glean from the from the um the people of color, us Native Americans, us Native black individuals. They glean from us. They learn from us. And then they'll go and write it all up, patent and trademark it. They just stole it. Hello. That's just the bottom line, because they have the resources. They have the financial um, um, capability to do these type of things. And they're still doing it. But I'm just tripping on how they're talking about, oh, we were so shocked that they overturned the Capitol. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, no, y'all should be shocked. Y'all let it happen. Y'all did it to yourself. As I always say, you played yourself. That's it. And this is the end result. This is the end result of you not chastising or disciplining someone that's out of order. Period. It's just like even with us in life. As, as, as grown folks, as children, if you do not sit there and structurally say, look, this is how this goes. You either A or you B. If not, then you're going to wind up at C. And C is a very bad place. We don't want to get to C. We don't even want you to get to B. Because we want you to follow A. Alright? Even in the Bible. Come on now. The Bible have structures. Have discipline. God say you either obey or you disobey. Choose ye this day who you're going to serve. He say, and then he help us out. He said, choose life. Whatever is with life, choose that part. Okay? Because if you choose that, that's going to be a bad road to follow. A bad path that you're going down on. And so that's what happened here, y'all. How can they sit here and say, oh, we're so shocked. Look what the writer just did and da-da-da-da-da. Oh, no, 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 no. Y'all shouldn't be shocked. No, you should, You already knew the propaganda. They already knew in, in, in their quarters. I'm sure they hurried through the grapevine that Trump was going to go start a meeting, have a rally down the street, you know, to to still dispute the uh, electoral uh, confirmation. And the sad part about it, he don't even know his own procedures as the president of the United States. The Electoral College was already confirmed Okay, when the states brought it in. Now, the only reason why the states brought it in and got confirmed because before that had happened, they went through all these courts and they took it to the Supreme Court and they say less than 34 minutes, the Supreme Court dismissed the case. He didn't have a case. Every state that they tried to file, they didn't have enough proof. They was, uh, it was on hearsay. So you didn't got people arrested. You didn't got, you didn't flip and mess with people's mindsets, they manipulated their mindsets, okay, to really say that, hey, they stole the election, ABCDFG. No, 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 no. What they're really saying behind the scenes is that it got too many black people in power now. They got too many black people voting. No, they wasn't supposed to come out and vote like that. I thought y'all took care of that. Okay, so now we need to steal these votes. We need to eradicate these votes that came in, these mail-in ballots, Okay, but Biden was already in the lead. He thought because he just saw some states that he won, he was supposed to win all the states. No, first of all, man, you don't call a race until after all the votes are in. So that's where he messed up in the beginning, because you don't even know your own protocol. This man don't even know his own protocol. And some of his own cabinet members through 60 minutes and something that had quit way before this even started, like the first year of him being the president. A lot of people quit and resigned because it's like this man, he don't he don't listen to his, he don't read his briefs. He don't talk to the people that he need to talk to. And most of the time he mostly on the doggone golf course. He always wanna talk against presidents, especially Obama. Oh yeah, he don't know how to run a country because he always on the golf course. Not so. Not so, not like how he was. And through all the things that has happened, he didn't kept quiet. Yeah, first of all, 
They said they done banned him from social media forever. So now he got to make up some fake accounts. Come on, bro. You're a big leader. Why you so hard up? You hard up on his social media. Yeah, because that's the only way he can be able to communicate. He can communicate with them ones and white supremacist proud boys. You see what I'm saying? So, news, I'm sorry, I don't agree with y'all on that. Y'all shouldn't be shocked. Hey, us as black natives and people of color, we already seen this coming. But y'all don't want to hear us. Y'all so busy trying to kill us all, saying that we are rioters and thugs, and that we have no sense of of livelihood. We don't deserve to live, so y'all just shoot us and kill us for smoking cigarettes, selling candy, selling water, just trying to live because we don't have the uh, access to the financial resources that that the other race has, okay? But we are the thugs and we are the rioters. But look at these same individuals. These are the same individuals that infiltrated Black Lives Matter that they did not want to believe. The same individuals. Y'all hear me? So now, see how God exposed stuff? I ain't surprised. I'm very disheartened because of all the black lives that has been taken. That's literally, that is the truth. We see the videos, how the policemen just manhandle our race and shoot us for anything. They don't try to talk or anything. They just manhandle us like we some type of white dog or something. And we are the ones that are striving to make this America great. Okay, if you want to look at it like that, we are the ones that have the forgiving heart. We are the ones that's trying to work with with white folks and all other nationalities that have done all kind of devious and and scrupulous things behind the scene to 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 knock us out of the game, and we still rise up. See, that's that's how you know that we are the chosen people of God. Because no matter how you try to put us down, even within our own community. When we try to put each other down, when you got God's hand upon you, you don't have to worry about nothing, brother. You ain't got to worry about nothing, sister. And I'm talking about the true children of the Most High God. That not trying to use manipulation and, and treat people in a kind of way and, you know, all the things that come along with that, that package of flesh and those actions and those ways. I'm talking about true men and women of God that really is like, Lord, I'm, I'm striving I'm seeking you, and I'm going to stay on your path and not compromising for nothing. Hey, so if y'all want to finish listening to this here, go ahead to the next episode because you know I had to interject on that one, that they were so surprised that they took down the Capitol. Really, wow. It just amazes me how y'all going to say, oh, we were so shocked. This is so horrible. They have attacked. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But listen to how they're still identifying them, though. They're still identifying them with some type of integrity. They're not calling them out and saying that they've been doing this and that. They're not looking into their past. By now, if this was all black folks, really, we would have a whole bunch of funerals. Sorry to say. We have a whole bunch of family members that have to prepare for a funeral because they would have just automatically lit them up. They would have shot at us. Sorry. That's just reality. Okay, and they would have had national guards out there. They would have, you know, why? Because they feel like, oh yeah, they're gonna come and protest, but they are white folks. They're good protesters. They're not gonna do anything. Well, they show, huh? Karma is something, huh? 
They show showed y'all hierarchy, CIA, FBI. They show called y'all out. Cause I think that's ridiculous. That 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 just that is the most lowest thing that a person can even see somebody do. And you talking about protecting the building? They sure didn't care about the building then. Baby, they they came in there full force like they was in Raid Dawn somewhere. They didn't even act like they was part of America, even though they say we are Americans. We doing this because Trump said do this here. So yeah, he needs to go. Ain't no such thing as okay, well, we really can't file charges on Trump because he not he literally didn't say go and storm the Capitol. He said let's let's go down to the Capitol. But you have your son talking about we going to fight, we going we going to stand. You got Giuliani up there. I mean, all of them that lost their doggone mind. All of them crazy. All of them lost their scruples. Because they didn't start a lie and they believed their own lie. That's a reprobated state and that's a dangerous person. When a person's in a reprobated state, whoa, have mercy. That's all I got to say on that. concerned that many rioters demonstrate a police or military tactical expertise wearing helmets and body armor some carrying zip ties often used as handcuffs perhaps there were plans to kidnap yeah and hold hostage That's and right. or hold for some kind of trial yeah members of congress that disagreed with their position Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Larry Rundall Brock of Texas, an Air Force Academy grad, photographed with zip ties, tactical gear, and white supremacist patches My on the Senate floor. He confirmed his identity to the New Yorker magazine, saying the president asked for his supporters to be there to attend. Today, fired by his employer. Meanwhile, police departments are investigating their own officers who were in D.C. on Wednesday. Former FBI counterterrorism director Frank Fagluzzi. I'd like to be able to say that we have neutralized this threat and oh, okay. brought it to a halt, but the reality is this threat will continue and yeah. we've merely pressed the pause button on this. And Tom joins us now from Capitol Hill. Tom, remind our viewers what charges these rioters are facing. Election interference, obstruction of Congress, sedition, insurrection, conspiracy. There's a real concern here that this isn't just a riot that got out of control with five people dead. This is an ongoing plot, Jose. Tom Costello in Washington, thank you. For four years, we've often had to report on what the president has tweeted. More than 26,000 since taking office. But today, there were no tweets, and there never will be again. Twitter has banned the president for life. Jolene Kay has the latest. Tonight, a deafening silence from the president's Twitter account in his waning days as commander-in-chief. Twitter, run by CEO Jack Dorsey, saying after close review of the president's recent tweets, it banned him due to the risk of further incitement of violence. Twitter specifically warning, quote, plans for future armed protests have already begun proliferating on and off Twitter, including a proposed secondary attack on the U.S. Capitol and state Capitol buildings on January 17th. After the ban, the president tried to tweet from other campaign and staff accounts, triggering a game of whack-a-mole with Twitter quickly taking down his posts. Many platforms have banned or restricted the president's accounts, including Facebook and Instagram, where he's blocked indefinitely 
and for at least the next two weeks. It's a sad day when big tech has more power than big government, that they can censor the president of the United States. Because Twitter is a private company, experts say the removal of the president for violating their rules is not a violation of the First Amendment. Twitter is absolutely allowed to silence the president, as is any other social media platform that can make their own rules. Whether it's silencing him, of course it's not. He could call a press conference. The ban, which many argue came too late, was also instigated in part by Twitter staffers pressuring executives to delete the president's account. One employee telling NBC News, a lot of us are so happy and so proud to work for a company that did the right thing. How big of a difference does all of this make to stopping or at least reducing the disinformation pipeline, all of the conspiracy theories and false information that's out there? It doesn't really do much to take away that pipeline. What it does do is take away, you know, a voice, at least on these platforms, to one of the most important voices of disinformation, which was the president. Yeah. And Joe joins us now. Joe, is there another social media app the president could jump to? Yes, some of President Trump's allies say they are ditching Twitter and they're heading to smaller social networks like Parler, which is popular with right-wing extremists. But Google already making that a lot harder, suspending Parler from their app store, one of the largest in the world, until they address, quote, ongoing and urgent public safety threats. Jose? Dolan Kent in Los Angeles, thank you. With the president's voice silenced on social media, calls for his impeachment are growing with even more members of Congress signing on. The process could begin within days. Kelly O'Donnell is at the White House. President Trump's power and time in office both diminished, but House Democrats are emboldened, prepared to impeach him a second time, a first in U.S. history. This is not an ordinary circumstance. This is an extraordinary circumstance. Insurrection, sedition, an attempted coup d'etat on the United States Capitol is extraordinary, and so it requires extraordinary measures. Officials say at least 180 members of Congress signed on to this article of impeachment that accuses President Trump of incitement of insurrection, claiming that he willfully made statements that encouraged and foreseeably resulted in imminent lawless action at the Capitol. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Deranged, unhinged, dangerous president of the United States. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Mr. Trump should resign or be removed in an interview with 60 Minutes. That there should be prosecution against him. Many lawmakers also want a Trump ban, disqualification to hold future office. That's right. But some Republicans call impeachment vindictive. The president used poor judgment on Wednesday, uh, but uh, uh, no, he never uh, uh, told the crowd to do what they did. In a memo, oh, Senate please. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell lays out the tight timeline. Under Senate rules, the earliest a trial could begin is January 19th. Friday, Joe Biden expressed concern the Senate could be consumed with impeachment as his presidency begins. When Kamala and I are sworn in, we're going to be introducing immediately significant piece of legislation. So Kelly, what are the next steps for Democrats? 
Well, we'll look for that on Monday. That will be step one when they introduce the resolution of impeachment. But the timing on when votes will happen remains unclear. And tonight, seven Republicans in the House have written directly to Joe Biden, urging him to formally request Speaker Pelosi not go forward with impeachment. They claim it's unnecessary and inflammatory. Yeah, Jose? it is. It's too late for that. Kelly O'Donnell at the White House. Thank you. We turn to breaking news overseas. Officials in Indonesia are searching the waters off Jakarta after a passenger plane is yeah, believed that to was... have crashed moments after takeoff. Matt Brock. <laughs> in Indonesia are searching the waters off Jakarta after a passenger plane is believed to have crashed moments after takeoff. That's a shame. Matt Bradley reports. Tonight, Indonesian families who had hoped to greet loved ones at the airport are going home devastated oh, instead. I was supposed to pick them up, said one passenger's father. This was my daughter. There were 62 people on board the Boeing 737-500, including 10 children. Authorities are searching for survivors, but many fear the worst. Indonesian officials have already found debris. The flight was on its way from the Indonesian capital, Jakarta, to Pontianak across the Java Sea. But only four minutes into the flight, it suddenly plunged before losing contact right at sea level. Aviation experts say it's too early to tell what happened. To get descent rates of 30,000 feet per minute, which is what the initial recorded radar indicates, takes a significant event to occur. In a statement, Boeing said they are working to gather more information. Experts say the 737-500 has a sterling safety record, unlike Boeing 737 MAX, which was grounded for nearly two years after two crashes that killed hundreds. One was in Indonesia, where investigators uncovered lax safety standards following a series of deadly accidents. Tonight's crash, only the latest in a string of tragedies. Matt Bradley, NBC News. When we come back to shocking reality, why are Latinos three times more likely to die of COVID? Plus, Joe Biden's controversial new vaccine plan. We're back now with the group hardest hit by COVID, Latinos. In California, they make up nearly half of all deaths. Gotti Schwartz has more in tonight's Inequality in America. You okay? It's the start of the night shift in one of the areas in L.A. hardest hit by COVID-19. And Christian Deonce is just beginning his rounds. Uh, una cama. Sí, yo creo que hay cama una fuera. Okay. Sí, gracias. A usted. Christian grew up in this predominantly Latino neighborhood. And what he sees happening to his community every night is overwhelming. That is a cold blue. That means that a patient is in cardiopulmonary arrest. This patient is now has his heart stopped a total of five to six times. He says there are two types of conversations that happen in these hospital halls that rock him to his core. Some among nurses themselves. Sometimes it's like, hey, you know, before we go into this room, his wife was on another floor and she didn't make it a couple days ago. She just passed away. So remember, don't say anything about that. Then there are those when patients turn to him and ask this. The absolute worst is when they verbalize it, when they say, hey, I'm not gonna make it, am I? You know, what do you say to that? Across Los Angeles, death rates among Latinos are twice as high as the rest of the population. Latinos hospitalized around three times more often than white communities. 
Dr. Edgar Chavez works at a community clinic and has seen 10 of his patients die from COVID, many from multi-generational households who bring the virus home and then spread it within their family. It's really hard for us to see yeah, they got operation uh, doing the work that nobody else wants to do, front-facing, exposing themselves to COVID, yeah. and then dying from COVID and then not getting the health care that they need, exactly. not getting the vaccine exactly. fast enough. Some few homes not killing like this me. one are averaging up to 30 body <laughs> removals a day, and those are just <laughs> the ones that they can get to, often having to tell families that they just don't have the capacity this right here, this is a refrigerated truck that was brought in Jesus. to deal with some of the overflow. Damn. Meanwhile, families wait for funerals to bury loved ones like Ramon Bustamante. He was a great dad. Um, oh, man. He didn't know anything for us. He was a single father and an essential worker at a grocery store who said goodbye to his daughters through a glass window. You know, he would, like, nod his head and, like, put thumbs up. Um, That's so sad. Sorry. Um, and then he would try to do, like, little words with hands. A community considered essential, but suffering the most. Gotti Schwartz, NBC News, Los Angeles. Still to come, Joe Biden's risky new plan that could impact when you get your COVID vaccine. last episode they were talking about the latinos latinos are disproportional with this covid19 with work employment financial rental just like with the native blacks are uh, in uh being in uh disproportional with during this covid19 situation right you know they want you to go to work and you facing people every day right but however when you catch it, okay, quarantine, go home, and then what? Then you start having the ailments, and you get sick, and before you know it, like they were saying, the whole family wind up dying because they was exposed to the COVID-19. You know, it just, it just ridiculous. It just ridiculous how this society just look at certain stuff, and you have to, you, you have to protect yourself. And now they're talking about people coming from different places where they find out they have the vaccine, they go into that state to get vaccination. Now, I understand the urgency, but, you know, I do agree with this, the young this young lady on the news. You know, she was like, each state should have their own vaccination, right? Why you got people coming from Canada going all the way to Florida to get a vaccination? And then you got to wait another two weeks or whatever to get the second dose. And see, and I do, it. you see how all this is political, right? You know what I'm saying? So, with the vaccination, well, which I'm not going to take. I'm sorry, I'm not taking that vaccination. But just think about it. I understand what Fauci is saying. You, why, first, they're saying walk speed where all, everybody can get the vaccination and then the second dose will come in. no. If that first vial, if I get shot, okay, so you got A, B, C, D, F, G boxes, right? So I'm getting a shot out of box A. So box A is reserved for all those individuals who got shot, right? That have taken that vaccination out of box A. That should be reserved for box A. 
box B, that's reserved for box B because they got to come back and get that second dose out of box B. Okay, so you're doing it like that systematically, and then all of a sudden say give everybody a shot. So now you're going to go take A, B, C shots to give it to a new set of people. So when it's time for the second dose from box A to give to that patient, they're going to get a shot from probably box X. Suppose that's not the same mystery, which is supposed to be, but I'm just saying hypothetically. So even with that, I'm looking at them like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't have all these different doses. And now you got all these different companies coming up with the vaccine. Nah, it's just too much. It's too fast. Nah, I, I just, I can't agree with that. But hey, as hey, here's America. Just Dr. D speaking. Hey, y'all guys, I want y'all to go ahead over there to Boom Factor TV. I want y'all to subscribe and hit the notification so when we upload the videos, you guys can see. Get some momentum going on over there. This year, I want to break, at least by the summertime, let's hit a 1,000 subscribers. Can y'all do that for me? Share it with somebody. Hey, I'm telling you, you don't have to even watch it. I just need y'all to go over there and subscribe and uh, hit the notification because I'm going to have some exciting things happening. I'm not going to say too much right now because I did it before and somebody just took it and ran with it, you know. But we're we getting it all together, getting some new intros, a lot of stuff been working on behind the scene, And so that's why I'm, I'm encouraging you guys to go ahead over there so when it hit, you'll be the first one to be notified. We'll have a lot of games some prizes. Y'all know Dr. D love to give. I'm a giver. I'm sorry. I love to give. So when you do that and participate, hey, you never know. When I do come on there, you just don't know what you might get. All right. All right. I appreciate all my listening audience, especially the Spotify family, the Goodread family, the Radio Public family, iTunes, Apple family. I appreciate all you guys that are listening. And I'm just asking, just do one thing for me. Go and subscribe to Boom Factor TV on YouTube and hit the notification bell. I really appreciate it. And if you're on any of these platforms and give me a review, hit the five star, give me a review. That's all. I mean, you can do that for anybody that you listen to because y'all just don't know. That is a blessing for that host to be able to get those uh, activities, uh, movement, uh, and it helped with the algorithms. And I'm not even going to go into all of that, but just be a blessing. Hey, I don't ask for nobody to do nothing major, okay? But if you out there also... We always take in donations to help us support this radio broadcast. Okay, they have the information right there at the bottom of this link when you're listening to it. And you can support uh, for 99 cents. I think it's for 499 or for 999. Or you can just send a one time donation. Okay, I really appreciate it. God bless you. And I'm going to strive my best every day as long as I have breath in my body. Every day when God wakes me up to see another day, I'm going to press through there, through, through the, the storms, through the joy, through everything. And I know I am sound like I'm out of breath, so I got to get off of here. <sighs> Thank you, Lord, for strength. Uh, 
I'm not going to get myself too excited, you know, but I have to take care of myself, you know, and I appreciate all y'all, the love and prayers that you're praying for Dr. D. I really appreciate it. Just keep me covered. Keep me covered positively. Just keep speaking when you're in your prayers. Say, Lord, touch my sister. Touch Dr. D. Give her strength. Speak healing in her body. Yes, I receive it all in Jesus' name. And I'm not going to forget about you guys. That's why I'm pressing. I'm pressing, and we're going to beat this. We're going to beat this. That's right, because God's word promised. And I know if he woke me up another day, I know it's for me to complete an assignment on the earth. And so until he said, all right, enough is enough. Hey, I'm going to keep going on. I'm going to keep going on. Lord, you hear me? I'm going to keep going forward. I'm going to keep going on. I'm trusting in you, Daddy, like never before. I'm trusting in you to make one foot in front of each other, step by step. You say the righteous man, footsteps are order of the Lord. You ordering my footsteps. You ordering my breath. You ordering my body, my strength. You are ordering everything to be in place to keep it moving. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for you guys. Yes, I appreciate you. Okay, so I am going to sign off for right now. And I'm going to check with you guys later. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. I am your host, Stephen Colbert. Well... Just when we all thought 2020 was the worst 12 months of our lives, 2021 said, hold my year. <laughs> now, you might recall uh, the yesterday, yep. the outgoing president incited an insurrection and unleashed an angry, seditious mob that stormed the U.S. Capitol in an attempt to stage a violent coup. Now, to our worried friends and allies across the globe, please rest assured, America knows we have a problem and are seeking treatment soon but as worried as our friends and allies might be you know who sounds more worried the president the president yeah because just uh, a little while ago my taping time he released a video that curiously contained none of the bravado of yesterday morning no cries of stop the steal no calls for action no fomenting a mindless mob and declarations that he will never ever surrender also no apology or acceptance of personal responsibility. It definitely has the feel of someone that has been told by their lawyer that in 13 days or less, they can be charged with insurrection, sedition, and inciting violence. Who knows, maybe homicide. I don't know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a clown, like Rudy. So I'm not gonna show you a word of his video because he doesn't mean a word of it. A man facing a noose will say anything to save his neck or save his skin. It's hard to tell. There's a lot of skin around that neck. (laughs) All you need to know is this man is terrified. And if you're one of the people who marched up to Capitol Hill on his orders, you should put on your shirt, get out your flag, put on your hat, and you give that video a watch. But you also might want to put on a cup because he threw you under the bus that's going to take all of you to jail. Because who's going to defend you? Or him? Or those senators and congressmen for what you all 
incited. For Pete's sake, the Wall Street Journal's editorial board just called on the president to resign. Over 100 lawmakers are calling for the president's removal. And today, Nancy Pelosi threatened to pursue impeachment if the president's cabinet does not remove him immediately using the 25th Amendment. That is some serious, someone has to take away grandpa's car keys energy. And may I remind you, this car has nuclear missiles. Yeah, for real. That's what they For those of you reading the Constitution who haven't gotten to the 25th Amendment yet, spoiler alert. It allows the cabinet to remove the president if they declare he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office. Yeah. My check's out. Although I'm pretty sure he's discharged plenty of duty in his office. But as a practical matter, the vice president has to organize the cabinet for a vote. So today, Speaker Pelosi and soon-to-be Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called the vice president to talk about this urgent subject, but were left on a holding line for 20 minutes without Mr. Pence ever picking up. And wow. I believe, is this true, we have uh, the vice president's answering service. You've reached the office of Mike Pence. If you want your son to stop being gay, press 1. If you want your president removed from office... Please hold. Your constitutional crisis is important to us. Mother, pack the bags. Now, in, in the president's video, he says there will be an orderly transition on January 20th, but he's not saying anything about what he's going to do before then. I'm guessing send a pallet of meth and machetes to every Bass Pro Shop in the country with a note saying, make me proud. Aside from his fear of removal or prosecution, Maybe Baby just wants his toy back because Twitter locked the president's account after his riot on Capitol Hill. Yeah. Good to know Twitter is finally treating a violence-inciting fascist as harshly as a teenager who used seven seconds of an Imagine Dragons song. You know what you did, Brayden! After the president continued to post lies about the election, Twitter announced his account would be locked for 12 hours, which means last night the president had the most boring poops of his life. Overall, it was a tough day for the president's social media presence. He also got blocked from posting to Facebook and Instagram indefinitely. YouTube pulled his video address to the rioters, citing election misinformation, and Amazon banned him from ordering pixie sticks because they get him too wound up before bedtime. Oh, wow. Now, we're all hoping someday the president gets his comeuppance. He seems bound and determined to keep his uppance uncombed. Because earlier today we learned the president has suggested to aides he wants to pardon himself in the final days of his presidency. Just what the founding fathers intended. It reminds me of George Washington's quote, I chopped down that cherry tree and got away with it, bitches. Kiss my wooden balls. Oh. <laughs> but. He's not being stingy with a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's reported that the president has considered a range of preemptive pardons for Don Jr., Eric Ivanka, Jared Kushner, and Rudy Giuliani. Wow. Nothing for Melania. But obviously, she's already serving hard time. Though I'm guessing it was pretty soft. But while the writing seems to be on the wall for this administration, not everyone in Congress can read. Like Florida congressman and man desperately hoping for a Guys and Dolls audition... Matt Gates, last night on the floor of the House, a floor that was still riddled with the broken glass of the president's thugs, 
Gates floated this story from the Washington Times that a facial recognition company had uh, seen that some of the mob was really Antifa. And that's kind of interesting. What's more interesting is that the facial recognition company said, no, we didn't. Though they did say they ID'd some actual neo-Nazis in that crowd. But if you're going to sell ass-covering fantasies that rioters weren't really the president's supporters, you know what might help? If the president's supporters would stop bragging that they're the ones who rioted. Case in point, that guy who broke into the Speaker of the House's office, his name is Richard Bigo Barnett. And he's the leader of a pro-gun rights group in Gravette, Arkansas. Now, how do I know this? He identified himself as the intruder to a New York Times reporter. Our source was the New York Times. That's pretty dumb. Has he ever seen the Times motto? All the news that's admissible in court. <laughs> time and time again, <laughs> people, these violent idiots, looked right into the camera, gave their contact information, and said exactly what they were up to. Ma'am, what, what happened to you? I got maced. You got maced? Yeah, Please. <laughs> and what happened? You were trying to go inside the yeah, Capitol? Yeah, I, I made it like a foot inside, and they pushed me out, and they maced me. What's your What's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And why did you want to go in? <laughs> we're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. <laughs> it's a revolution. It's a revolution. Wow. And you're complaining that they maced you wow. in a real revolution when you lose? They chop your head off and then your little piano scarf doesn't have anything to wrap around wouldn't oh, that be sad wow if you don't believe me ask failed revolutionary oh wait you can't because they chop the head off and that's where they keep the ears and the mouth oh wow really poor planning on the whole head thing one of the people posting from inside the insurrection was actually a newly elected member of the West Virginia House of Delegates. Delicate. Delegate Derek Evans streamed this video on social media yesterday. We're in. We're in. Derek Evans is in the Capitol. Okay. It's never a great idea to live stream your own crimes. But if you do, you got to remember not to shout your own name. Bank robbers never say, okay, put the money in the bag, real calm now, no one gets hurt. Oh yeah, baby, another successful heist for Doug Sullivan of 310 Ridgefield Road in Mooresville, <laughs> Illinois, 11854, bitches. <laughs> now those guys and gal they was awesome. are merely the tip of the douche no, bird, which is why really the thought... FBI is asking for the public's help identifying Trumpists who oh, stormed the Capitol really and has set up a website in. for tips. It's actually fbi.gov slash U.S. Capitol. And I'm sure they're being inundated with useful tips as we speak. Okay, guys, listen up. we got a hot tip to be on the lookout for known rioter Seymour Butts. Okay, I want to Seymour Butts and his accomplices... Munch Makuchi, Harry Balls, and Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis. Let's go get him. But I'm a patriot. I'm willing to do my part, FBI. So this morning I scanned the photos from the Capitol, and I think I recognize some of the people destroying democracy. Like uh, this guy. That might be Senator Ted Cruz. I, I want to be fair here. It could be the bloated corpse of a drowned woodchuck. 
And I, I'm pretty sure this guy is Missouri Senator Josh Hawley. I recognize him from his Twitter handle, Pee Wee Herman Goering. Wow. Over in the House, I think this fella is Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who might be the most self-serving, amoral person in the House of Representatives, unless he's home right now. And I'm pretty sure this is Medal of Freedom recipient Devin Nunes. It's hard to recognize him without his lips on the president's ass. And I also think I saw the guy who's getting the Medal of Freedom next week, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. Yeah, yeah that, that's definitely him. But following Jordan's example on sexual assault of college wrestlers, I'm going to pretend I didn't see anything. We've got a great show for you tonight. My guest is Mrs. Maisel herself, Rachel Brosnahan. But when we return, meanwhile, stick around. People crazy. <laughs> Members of law enforcement, I'm not aware of any, but that's not to say there weren't. And by the way, if you're aware of someone would like to know, um, and this is, I assume you met at the Capitol last week. Uh, and, and I don't want you to think, and Pat, you, again, you should weigh in, or Jared, I don't want you to think to say that um, all, when I say things like um, all steps are being taken, that does not mean that we're, we're, we've got our feet up thinking we've got this all uh, in the back. Um, we take all this very, very seriously, uh, and we do not want to under-prepare for this in any way, shape, or form. But with that, Pat, anything on any of those? Thank you, Governor. I do not know of any... Uh, current or former state troopers that were involved in that in any way, shape, or form, Alex. It's not come to my attention. Uh, if it does, I, I would certainly let you know. Um, and with regard to Sunday, um, we often say, uh, as far as a guarantee goes, uh, I'm not sure I could do that, but we need to bat a 1,000 every day. And to the governor's point, we'll be prepared. Uh, and we trust that those, if they do show up, that they do it in a peaceful manner. That's uh, that's our request. Um that's uh, Director Maples and I are, uh, you know, in lockstep on that and trust that if people do show up to the state house, uh, that they go home safely at the end of it. COVID-19 vaccines are here, but aren't being administered as fast as they should. In fact, less than half of the vaccines sent to the state of Texas have been administered. So with demand so high, why the delay? ABC 13's Mike. Why delay? That's a good question. Uh, interference. U.S. announces new sanctions over release edit audio recordings of President elect Joe Biden. about potential civil liability over on the job accident covered first pipe covered wow kitchen fire yeah it's a lot we'll be there for you when you need us a lot you guys for risk averse risk takers Oh, come on, this is your house. Go to grab your colleague. Oh, 
crazy how they they let to go there because as you know as well as i do donald knows absolutely nothing about american history but i'm sure once he was told what the symbolism was uh, he thought it was a good idea but i guess whoever uh informed him about the alamo didn't tell him how it ended uh, <laughs> but he is there he is indeed going there to make a stand of one kind or another and it's you know as I've said, and as you've said, and as many other people have said, this is going to continue to get worse because it Donald is. will continue yeah. to stir this up. I, I read the transcript of his January 6th speech, and uh, it was incendiary, and it was also um, a prescription, if you will, uh, to his followers. Um, so Donald has never been um contained he's never been stopped you know he's always been allowed uh to get away with whatever he's wanted to get away with right um i think it's time though for us and well actually for the republicans in congress who are literally the only people on this planet who can uh, mitigate the horrors that are going no, on right now. speaking out about this? I can't think of many things right. other than calling for more insurrection. That's right. That he could do that is a more harrowing symbol than going to the Alamo, which was the last, you know, Alamo, Texas. Um, I don't care that he's not going to the Alamo. Uh, obviously, Alamo, Texas right. is not a coincidence, okay? He shouldn't be going anywhere near anything it, called like that right now. Not out of disrespect for the Alamo, but what it will mean to these crazy extremists. That's right. That's right. Who love to see themselves as fighting to the death against yep. the odds. How can people around him be letting him do this? Yes. He shouldn't be going nowhere. Because they think that it benefits them uh, How? to some degree. Listen, if Mike Pence, who was literally being uh, threatened hunted. with hanging. Yes, hunted and threatened with hanging at the hands of a mob Donald incited. If he's not going to stand up and exercise his constitutional right to invoke the 25th Amendment, and by the way, the, why, why were they uh, hunting him and threatening him? Because on January 6th, he was exercising his constitutional constitutional duty to certify the electorate right. and apparently because he was not going to tell the big lie that donald has been peddling for the last two months mike pence deserved to die and yet he still is not 
putting a stop to this. Right, and, and now could. Pence and his guys are supposedly trying to tamp down the temperature. Uh, they should be doing the opposite. Not being yeah. on Twitter, uh, being somewhat isolated, hearing some members of his party go against him. Will any of that mean anything to him in terms of thinking about where he is and what he should say? No, and I, I take issue with the whole he's isolated because he's not on Twitter. He has an entire press corps with cameras ready to go anytime right. he wants to. Yeah, to so step he's in not isolated. So, so that's just absurd on the face. He just knows that if he steps in front of reporters, he can't control the narrative completely. Um, I literally think there is nothing anybody can say. He's not going to come to his senses because he doesn't have any, you know? Uh, so it's a question of other people stepping in and blocking him and containing him and republicans in congress are the only people who can do that and yet instead of doing that what are they doing they're putting it all on democrats and telling the democrats that they're the ones right who need to call for unity and i guess just let bygones be no. bygones i don't know donald no. incited an armed insurrection right. against his own government in the process of which a Capitol police officer was killed. What else did they need to see have happen? Exactly. More because they're still playing the game. They're still You're playing the game. Well, they're going to get it. Yep. And I appreciate your perspective. Mary Trump, be with Wow. Thank you. You too, Chris. This is Rice. Wow. Think it's good for you? Think again. That is crazy, y'all. They refuse. That's what I'm saying. The Republicans... The Republicans just playing in in a hand with this. I don't know what is the problem. Um, what type of mental lockdown that this man have on their mindset where they can't stand up for right and say no, we need to impeach impeach him or do the twenty fifth amendment and remove him from that office. He needs to go. He needs to go. Why is they still looking at the Democrats? The Democrats need to do this A B C D F D. No, the Democrats then did what they had to do. This is what he's the second done. on another Trump impeachment over the U.S. Capitol insurrection. The president's words this morning only add to the urgency of the Democratic push now to remove him in his final days. In his first public appearances, since a mob of his supporters ransacked the United States Capitol, the president said he wants no more violence, but missing was any contrition. Instead, the president of the United States defending the indefensible, saying his send-off to the march on that Capitol was pitch perfect. What I said was totally appropriate, and if you look at what other people have said, politicians at a high level, about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots in Portland and Seattle and various other, other places, that was a real problem, what they said. But they've analyzed my speech and my words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody to the T thought it was totally appropriate. Wow, everybody, really? Just about everybody, anyway, of course, says just the opposite. Wow, uh, the really? The Democrats, not him, and not his election conspiracy lies, mm. are the problem here. Wow. It's really a continuation of the greatest witch hunt in the history of politics. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. This impeachment is causing tremendous anger, and you're doing it, and it's really a terrible thing that they're doing for... 
Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to continue on this path. I think it's causing tremendous danger to our country and it's causing tremendous anger. I want no violence. Thank you very much. What you mean, danger uh, to our country? Me. I guess what? we should not be surprised, but uh, this is Charlottesville 2.0 or uh. Trump 8.0. Totally appropriate. That's what people are telling him. What? Ooh. Well, he didn't list any names, notably, when he was talking about people who have analyzed what he said at, uh, on the Ellipse on Wednesday compared to, uh, of course, you know, what the actual reaction in real time has been, what we've heard from people in their own words, even Republicans, as Manu was just noting. But the president's behavior has become entirely predictable at this point when something like this happens. Because These days in American history, and for better or worse, I was there. It was a day that began with the president holding a rally outside of the White House to push lies about voter fraud and urge his followers to take action to overturn the election. Excuse me, is the sedition happening over here? Is the sedition, is it over here? Do you know where the sedition is? You say sedition. <laughs> But you elected a guy who also doesn't care much about consent. We do not consent. Will you accept Joe Biden as president of the United States on the 20th? No, I will not accept it. No, I will not. So look, what I, I've educated myself about this, okay? I don't know all that's in the Constitution. Have you read it? It's pretty short. The Constitution of America? Yeah. I've not read the whole thing, no. You've read the entire thing? Yes, it's remarkably short. All right. I, I doubt that, but it's okay. You should read it, because you might be committing a seditious act in an hour and a half. Okay, I'm not going to comment about that. The people didn't vote for Joe Biden, though. The Dominion system voted for Joe Biden. Do you think it's possible that Hugo Chavez uh, infiltrated the Dominion systems, changed the votes, orchestrated by I Joe Biden? I think anything's possible. Do you think it's possible that a president who never pulled above 50% lost the election and is sore about it? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's not possible. The one thing you couldn't help but notice was just how many people looked like they were preparing for battle. Yeah. From the tactical vest to the pitchforks, this rally felt charged. You can tell these people really love America by the number of weapons they brought to hurt other Americans. <laughs> Looks like we got some Proud Boy action. Either that or the Cabela's street team. They got Cabela's afraid. Come and take it. Come and take it. Do you have a weapon? No. No? Why not? Did they take it? <laughs> eh, sorry, bro. I was worried that we were in trouble, but then I saw that we got the tyranny response team here, and I feel a lot better. Thanks for all you do. And for those supposedly caught off guard, claiming they didn't see this violence coming, if you paid attention to any of these rallies, all you have to do is open your eyes and ears. The message isn't exactly subtle. Make no mistake, we have the guns, and we are now in the streets. We are going to clean this place out one way or another. Whoa. You look down there. I have one million plus people angry. Very, very angry people. Wow. Can I ask why you're carrying a pitchfork? Well, pitchfork is a—it's just an iconic representation of how, of what people over time have done in this country. Uh, it feels more like a weapon, to be quite honest. No, it's not. It's farm equipment, and it's legal in this in this in this city. Yeah, are you farming today? It's an—it's it's a representation. We're not asking for violence right now. I gotta tell you, from the movies I've seen, the the, the hordes of people with pitchforks are usually the bad guys. Yeah. How close do you think we are to 1861? But hang on. Are we close? Hell yeah, you are. That's the Civil War. Would you would you rather die on your knees 
than be free? Aren't you a little bit freaked out about 600,000 Americans dying? I see you're not wearing masks. Never mind. This thing was a powder keg. <laughs> you say, oh, yeah, I see you're not wearing a mask. Like these human blowtorches. Let's have trial by combat. Stand up and fight. Stand up and hold your representatives accountable. We're going to walk down to the Capitol because you'll never take back our country with weakness. Mm. You have to show strength. With those orders, the crowd of economically anxious insurrectionists advanced on the Capitol. Wow. So we've been following this protest. We headed to the Capitol, and the Trump supporters just broke through the gates, and they're now heading into the Capitol right now. People are getting waved up towards the Capitol. Take it back. I'm hearing people say, let's go, keep going. Who are you with? The American people. The American people. Are you military? Not answering that. You're not, so you're not military? No. Why are you dressed like military? I'm not. You're just clothes. Is that camouflage? It is. But you're in an urban environment. Isn't that sort of the antithetical to camouflage? I don't think so. Are you looking to make an aggression action right now? No, I'm looking to make a statement. What's your statement? The election was stolen. We want free and fair elections. Mm -hmm. And if we can't have that in this country, we don't have anything. So what do you plan on doing? We're just going to see how it unfolds. We're going to see how it unfolds. All right. Good luck with the paintball tournament. Yeah. Oh, wow. Can, can, I, can I ask you some questions? What's your plan? What's your plan? For what? What are you, you're, 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 are you storming the Capitol? No, I'm just going up for a check for somebody. This is, is this the last stand? Say it is. This looks like the last stand. Are you afraid if you run out of batteries for the last stand? That you'll be <laughs> uh -oh. Good luck. I hope you don't run into bumpy terrain or stairs. While Segway Stonewall Jackson is laughable on his child's scooter, the rioters brought real weapons and committed real atrocities. Damn, they got the attacked our Ooh. our police, and even our cameraman. Oh! I was saying you me. Trump's fake tough guy military are literally throwing themselves on the ground to perpetuate victimhood. The Trump presidency is going to come to an end. This, this seems fitting. A show of aggression ending with a bunch of people screaming at a building without a working understanding of how democracy works. America, 2021. What was Thunder, that? Cannon, tear gas, let's not wait to find out. In the end, the crowd didn't stop our democracy. Let's take heart in that. This shit-stained rebellion failed, as did my dry January. Wow. Maybe people are delusional. Because, as you know as well as I do, Donald knows absolutely nothing about American history. But I'm sure once he was told what the symbolism was, uh, he thought it was a good idea. But I guess whoever uh, informed him about the Alamo didn't tell him how it ended. Uh, <laughs> but he is there. Go he is indeed going there to make a stand of one kind or another. And it's, you know, as I've said, and as you've said, and as many other people have said, this is going to continue to get worse because it Donald is. will continue yeah. to stir this up. I, I read the transcript of his January 6th speech, and uh, it was incendiary, and it was also um, a 
prescription, if you will, uh, to his followers. Um, so Donald has never been um, contained. He's never been stopped. You know, he's always been allowed uh, to get away with whatever he's wanted to get away with. Right. Um, I think it's time, though, for us and, well, actually for the Republicans in Congress, who are literally the only people on this planet who can uh, mitigate the horrors that are going no, on right now. speaking out about this? I can't think of many things right. other than calling for more insurrection. That's right. That he could do that is a more harrowing symbol than going to the Alamo, which was the last, you know, Alamo, Texas. Um, I don't care that he's not going to the Alamo. Uh, obviously, Alamo, Texas right. is not a coincidence, okay? He shouldn't be going anywhere near anything called like that right now. Not out of disrespect for the Alamo, but what it will mean to these crazy extremists. That's right. That's right. Who love to see themselves as fighting to the death against yep. the odds. How can people around him be letting him do this? Yes. He shouldn't be going nowhere. Because they think that it benefits them uh, How? to some degree. Listen, if Mike Pence, who was literally being uh, threatened hunted. with hanging. Yes, hunted and threatened with hanging at the hands of a mob Donald incited. If he's not going to stand up and exercise his constitutional right to invoke the 25th Amendment, and by the way, the, why, why were they uh, hunting him and threatening him? Because on January 6th, he was exercising his constitutional constitutional duty to certify the election right. and apparently because he was not going to tell the big lie that donald has been peddling for the last two months mike pence deserved to die and yet he still is not putting a stop to this right and, and now could. pence and his guys are supposedly trying to tamp down the temperature uh they should be doing the opposite not being yeah. on twitter uh, being somewhat isolated, hearing some members of his party go against him. Will any of that mean anything to him in terms of thinking about where he is and what he should say? No, and I, I take issue with the whole he's isolated because he's not on Twitter. He has an entire press corps with cameras ready to go anytime right. he wants to. Yeah, to so step he's in not isolated. So, so that's just absurd on the face. He just knows that if he steps in front of reporters, he can't control the narrative completely. Um, I literally think there is nothing anybody can say. He's not going to come to his senses because he doesn't have any, you know? Uh, so it's a question of other people stepping in and blocking him and containing him. And Republicans in Congress are the only people who can do that. And yet, instead of doing that, what are they doing? They're putting it all on Democrats and telling the Democrats that they're the ones right. who need to call for unity and, I guess, just let bygones be no. bygones. I don't know. Donald no. incited an armed insurrection right. against his own government in the process of which a Capitol police officer was killed. What else did they need to see have happen? Exactly. Because they're still playing the game. They're still you playing the game. Well, they're going to get it. Yep. And I appreciate your perspective. Mary Trump, be with Wow. Thank you. You too, Chris. This is Rice. Wow. Think it's good for you? Think again. That is crazy, y'all. They refuse. That's what I'm saying. The Republicans, the Republicans just playing in, in a hand with this. I don't know what is the problem. Um, what type of mental lockdown that this man 
have on their mindset where they can't stand up for right and say, no, we need to impeach, impeach him or do the 25th Amendment and remove him from that office. He needs to go. He needs to go. Why is they still looking at the Democrats? The Democrats need to do this A, B, C, D, F, D. No, the Democrats didn't did what they had to do. This is what he's the second done. on another Trump impeachment over the U.S. Capitol insurrection. The president's words this morning only add to the urgency of the Democratic push now to remove him in his final days. In his first public appearances, since a mob of his supporters ransacked the United States Capitol, the president said he wants no more violence. But missing was any contrition. Instead, the president of the United States defending the indefensible, saying his send-off to the march on that Capitol was pitch perfect. What I said was totally appropriate. And if you look at what other people have said, politicians at a high level, about the riots during the summer, the horrible riots in Portland and Seattle and various other other places, that was a real problem, what they said. But they've analyzed my speech and my words and my final paragraph, my final sentence, and everybody to the T thought it was totally appropriate. Wow, everybody, really? Just about everybody, anyway, of course, says just the opposite. Wow, uh, the president really? The Democrats, not him, and not his election conspiracy lies mm. are the problem here. Wow. It's really a continuation of the greatest witch hunt in the history of politics. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. This impeachment is causing tremendous anger, and you're doing it, and it's really a terrible thing that they're doing for... Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to continue on this path. I think it's causing tremendous danger to our country, and it's causing tremendous anger. I want no violence. Thank you very much. What do you mean, danger uh, to our country? Me. I guess what? we should not be surprised, but uh, this is Charlottesville 2.0 or uh. Trump 8.0. Totally appropriate. That's what people are telling him. What? Ooh. Well, he didn't list any names, notably, when he was talking about people who have analyzed what he said at, uh, on the Ellipse on Wednesday compared to, uh, of course, you know, what the actual reaction in real time has been, what we've heard from people in their own words, even Republicans, as Manu was just noting. But the president's behavior has become entirely predictable at this point when something like this happens. because.